Hello, everyone. This is Diana Pola Jimenez again, speech-language pathologist. Uh, I'm sorry I took such a big break between episodes, but I had a very busy summer. I actually carried out a speech-and-language summer camp, and um, and then, of course, the school year began again. But I promise I'm not going to be uh, having so much downtime now between episodes. Today, I wanted to go over milestones, speech-and-language milestones, I'm going to break it down between ages of one through five. And so like this, you're going to be able to determine if your child is developing appropriately or if he or she needs a a little bit of help through specialized intervention and uh, or activities that you can do at home. All right. So here we go. Ages one through two. What you want to start seeing here is... Like I've said before, and I'm going to say it many more times, play skills are very important in the development of language. They develop, their development is parallel. And so when you're working on play, you are also working on language. And so the first uh, stage of play is functional, which means that they're using the toys the way that they're supposed to. They're getting a car and they're pushing it. They're crashing it. They're putting it on a ramp, whatever. Um, they, you're, it's, he or she is, uh, pushing a button to make the ball go up or to make something turn. Um, uh, they're getting blocks and they're maybe trying to stack them. They, uh, are maybe getting a toy horse and just kind of moving it around, but some interest in playing and that joint attention, which is critical they want to be interacting. They like when you are trying to get their attention during play. They like it when you're participating and they want more of it. Um, They're going to give you a toy if you ask them for it, especially if it's right there in front of them. If it's not there in front of them, it's going to be hard for them. But what you want to see is that they are... um, looking around to see, uh, they're acknowledging what you've said and trying to see if if they can find what you're talking about just right within their area of where they're at. But if you give them a gestural cue, like pointing to whatever you want them to get, if it's close by, you want your child to take the initiative to try and find it. Uh, They're going to start learning their body parts little by little, or they're going to at least be attempting <laughs> to, to identify them. They are uh, going to be establishing some nice eye contact, that nice connection with you. And very important, they're going to appear like if they're understanding you. If, they, if you're talking to them and they just walk away all the time, or you're asking them to do things that are age-appropriate and they just do not seem to understand what you're saying and have no interest in it, then you're going to want to start noticing uh, if they're doing that more and more. So that is for ages one and two. Uh, Remember, they are sponges between the ages of zero and three. They really are. They're sponges and they're curious. So you want to take advantage of that. Now, we're going to move into ages two and three. This is when they start putting more ideas together. 
they're gaining more vocabulary. Uh, they're really taking in more of what they're seeing. Uh, I'm going to stress how important it is to not have your child in front of an iPad or a phone unless necessary. If what happens is that since language is learned through observation and imitation, if you're putting your child in front of a screen, they are not observing their surroundings. Their brain is not processing cause effect. They're not processing uh, that, that problem solving, that visual problem solving, that even though they're not conscious of what they're doing, but their brain is doing it. They are learning about how things work through observation. And with a screen in front of them, those critical stages are not occurring. And that impedes their language development for sure. Um, they are starting to ask questions. What's that? You know, or things like that. Um, they're trying to uh, refer to themselves as me. Um, so this is a beautiful age because really you're going to start seeing a boom in, uh, what they can say and what they can do in regards to what would be considered a red flag in this age, aside from them not appearing like if they're understanding is, uh, you're going to start, if there is a language delay or speech delay, you're going to start seeing probably some more behavioral issues. You're going to start seeing more hitting, um, more not wanting to play with peers, uh, reduced attention, because they're starting to get frustrated. And it doesn't just have to be in a situation in which they're having to use their language. It can just start carrying over into other settings. So one thing I stress to families is that don't put a Band-Aid on it by just getting behavioral intervention get to the root of the problem and intervene into, and help with the language development, which in turn, most of the time helps with that behavior. So now we're going to move on to ages three and four. And now during this time, they're going to be connecting even more ideas. They're going to start telling you little stories about uh, what has happened to them or, or, or any kind of interest that they have. Uh, they're going to be asking more questions. They're going to be starting to learn their colors. A lot of children actually learn their colors even earlier. But by this age, you want them to start really understanding and retaining the information of colors. Uh, they're going to be commenting on situations uh, like for instance, you know, the baby is sleeping, uh, the car crashed, things like that. Um, they're going to start comprehending, uh, phrases that involve location. So you're going to be telling them, uh, put the ball in the box, put your toy in, in, in the red bag, things like that. And they're going to be able to follow those instructions and you're going to start seeing more critical thinking. Uh, during this time, uh, you know, asking them, why did this happen if you're showing them a book? And closer to the age of four, they're going to start being able to at least try to respond to that question. One little side note that I'm going to add in here is that 
because this is an age where their brain is just developing at a rapid pace with their language, you're going to see in some situations where the child starts stuttering. And this is natural. It's okay. Even if it's pretty intense because their brain is working faster than what they can come out with (laughs) through their mouth with their speech. And, uh, this is fine. This is actually part of the natural development. However, if you have a family, I know some parents are going to be like, but this is, you know, it's too much. And, and you do want to just maybe get up some help if your child starts getting very frustrated by it, if they are holding back on social, social interactions because uh, they're getting to f- so frustrated with the stuttering. Or of course, if there's a family history of stuttering, then you do want to call attention to it. But if not, then uh, believe me, it will go away on its own once the language starts uh once their speech and everything starts getting a little bit more coordinated with their language development. So that is for ages three and four. (laughs) And of course, there's much more to this, trust me. Uh, But I don't want to bombard you with so much information at this point. I'm just giving you the milestones for now. And then um, in another episode, we'll go over some activities that you can do at home And also, like I've said before, if you have a question, you can reach out to me at diana at superiorspeech.com. And for a small fee through Venmo of $5, uh, I will respond to your question and uh, talk more about it, maybe possibly in in another episode. Uh, The Venmo is um, Superior Speech Podcast, at Superior Speech Podcast. So now we're at ages four and five. Uh, now they're going to be talking about more imaginary conditions, um, you know, such as like, you know, I hope I get to go. I hope we go to Disney world. Um, uh, can you believe that this happened? Um, and this seems simple to us, but children can do this, that can do this, have the basics of language in place. And now they're able to use more advanced language skills. And then those children that are not able to express these ideas, are going to are most likely experiencing some kind of language delay. You also want to start you not start. You also want to see their play skills already to the symbolic level, already to the imaginary level. Uh, they play skills if they are delayed and you're seeing that they are not to that level, you are most likely seeing a language delay as well. Um, They are also connecting ideas to express comments. You know, they are being able to retell stories, retell personal um, experiences, and they are understanding more complex questions. Now we're going to move into ages five and six. Now at this point, they are telling you stories. They are able to tell you how things are used, like uh, a fork. What do you do with a fork? Um, What do you do with scissors? Things like that. They're able to tell you the functions of those objects. They're also able to understand um, prepositions of location. Um, The where, put the, put the toy under the table, things like that. Put it next to your desk. 
um, things, and, and they're able to actually express them as well. They know the concepts of opposites. They understand things that are the same and things that are different. And these are things, because I'm, I'm breaking this down for you, if you see that they're not able to do those things, you can do them. You can work with your child at home on these things. You can grab a book and say, okay, um, you know, what animals are the same? Why is that one different? And this one's different because this one is red and the other ones are blue. This one's different because it has four legs and that one only has two. Things like that. Um, and uh, working at home is very, very effective. Uh, also, one thing that is coming into play are inferencing skills, which is basically just understanding something without having to directly tell them. They're using contextual clues to get to the specific idea. And, um, you know, for one example is, for instance, if they're seeing a picture of a, of a child uh, that is very cold, they have their arms wrapped around themselves, they have a jacket on, snow boots, it's snowing, and you ask your child, how do you know they're cold? What you want them to say is, oh, because they're boots, because it's snowing, or something like that, versus, I don't know. And you're getting a lot of that, of not being able to put ideas together to come up with a specific, um, the specific response. And uh, those are inferencing skills that are very, very important in order to be uh, a good learner. Um, and so that is it for ages five and six. Uh, like I said before, I don't want to bombard you with so much information. This is good to be able to work on at home. You know now if they can do it or not. If they can't, then you can work on it at home. And then in the next uh, podcast... I will be talking about some activities to do uh, with your child during each of these uh, age ranges. So again, my email is diana at superiorspeech.com and I welcome uh, your comments as well. And if you have interest in learning about something else, you can uh, shoot me that idea as well. Talk to you soon. Bye.